Welcome to the 11th episode of the Animal Riot Podcast, brought to you by Animal Riot Press, a literary press for books that matter. It's your producer, Katie, here, and this episode has been edited to reflect our new name. If you're new to the Animal Riot community, welcome, and you can find out more about us at AnimalRiotPress.com. Now on to the episode with your host, Brian Birnbaum, and today's guest, Christopher Gonzalez. I'm your host, Brian Birnbaum. We're here today with Christopher Gonzalez, a writer of fiction and nonfiction, fiction editor at Barrel House Magazine, and one of the hottest new influencers on social media. And with us as well as our lovely producers, Katie Rainey. I'm many people. Chris, what exactly are you an influencer for? The people need to know. We want to know. Oat milk. (laughs) Oat milk. I want to know how to be a brand ambassador, an influencer. I want to be a oat milk model. Tell me how to um, do oh, this. Oh wow, wow, that's that's ambitious. An oat milk model, <laughs> not even just an influencer. I don't know. I think to me they're synonymous because <laughs> all I see are like influencers on social media who are models. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not quite a model. I'm perfect for Twitter because you don't need to necessarily see my face. That's bullshit. You're gorgeous. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so yeah. how, how did you come on to this oat milk journey? God, I, like I do with everything, I just tweet randomly, mindlessly. Don't even think too much about it. I mean, if you look through my Twitter, you'll find a bunch of typo-ridden tweets because I just fire them off. And this one in particular, which I pulled up to read... Beautiful, I think. Hopefully. We're going to do a little Twitter reading. A little Twitter it's, reading. It's everything we were against five <laughs> minutes ago. <That's... laughs> we? Now we're all on board. But now that we got an oat milk influencer here, I mean, let's let's get in. Like, let's get on the bandwagon. All right, shoot. Yeah, so the tweet that changed my life, <laughs> I tweeted it on February 9th. It is with a heavy heart that I must admit oat milk lives up to the hype. I'm working through what that means for my life, my brand. I will be taking no further questions at this time. <laughs> And I just fired it off. And, it, and that uh, was the initial, that was like the original oat milk tweet. That was the original oat milk tweet. So um, this has all happened in like three weeks. Yeah. I was thinking about that on my way up here. I was like, it feels like six months, but also it's just been three weeks. And now you're on a podcast talking, talking about, about oat milk. <laughs> so what's the deal? Like what's what's going on now? Are you making millions or, or are you on the path to millions? Or is this just, are you just trying to get famous I and, wish. Get, and, and turned on, on oat milk? I'm using it as a stepping stone to my uh, career, probably for like, I don't know, a cologne line down the line. Excellent. A cologne? An oat milk, okay. an oat oat milk, milk. scent. <laughs> oat milk scent. Chocolate. Very Chocolate earthy. raspberry. Um. <laughs> okay, so I have to admit that I've actually never tried oat milk. No, but we're about to. I know. We're about is, to. That, is that how we're starting? I guess. Like we're, is that why you, you didn't introduce the challenge? Guys, this is a literary podcast. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. This, oh my God. That was that's blasphemous. We have this hour's brand of fuckery okay. every every podcast. So we are drinking rose, but <laughs> modestly, abstemiously, moderately is the right word. But let's make the challenge about oat milk and about consuming it and not knowing what it is really, other than is it made out of oats? It is made out of oats. Okay. And like- that's oh, Alexa wants to chime in here real quick. <laughs> oh what was that? <laughs> she's got opinions Alexa, on oat milk. That's the thing, wow. Yeah. Is she's, she an oat milk truther? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no, right. She's no she's in your Twitter right now just going like oat what the fuck is this? <laughs> 
Okay. Yeah. So we're going to try it. And we don't know what allergies or, you know, other afflictions we might have. So that's the challenge. We might die right now. I mean, I can tell you right now what it's free from, but maybe not. Maybe that's not as exciting. What it's it is. Free I'm, from. No, I'm actually riveted, but I, I want to know and then and then drink it anyway. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, it's free from artificial colors, tree nuts, soy, peanuts, lactose, gluten, dairy, artificial preservatives, and artificial flavors. Wait a second. Oat milk is free from gluten? Okay, you would think that this is actually like plant, what is it called? Planet oak? Planet oat, yeah. Planet, 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 planet oak. oak. <laughs> planet oat. Planet oak. Right we now, made oat milk. <laughs> right now, you would think that they actually paid us. Like you just chimed in, you were like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> it's free of soy milk." That's actually really true. I just realized my my uh, long lost career in uh in I think planet planet oak. <laughs> yeah, planet oak. <laughs> I think planet oat owes us some money here. <laughs> Yeah, we'll uh, we'll hit them up. We'll break their knees in a little bit. I can uh, read the description and really seal the deal. Yeah, okay, read it. <laughs> let's let's do, yeah, we this. actually. Yeah, we yeah, need yeah, to know. This. Planet Oat is a new brand of oat milk now available in stores. A non-dairy beverage, Planet Oat is a full-bodied milk alternative that has great taste, has no sugar added, and boasts nutritional benefits thanks to the mighty oat. Mm. <laughs> With its rich, creamy texture, Planet Oat is enjoyable by the glass, in cereal, and coffee, and is great for cooking. And I can confirm... All of those. What did you cook it with? Oh, hot chocolate, but... Okay. <laughs> Wait a second. Here's the real question. Can you make oatmeal with oat milk? I haven't tried that. That's... Well, here's... We got a plate of cookies. There's oatmeal cookies on yeah. the table. We Whoa. did get cookies specifically we for did. this. We did. Yeah. God, Is going to be really... a dunk challenge? Or... Okay. I, wanna, I want to try it. I almost think we need to do a part two, like follow-up, because... I need to know if you can make oatmeal with oat milk. <laughs> Is that too much oat? Is there a daily limit to how much oat you can? In- I don't know. I, I don't know. Is are, are we are we asking like the FDA or are we asking Planet Oat? <laughs> I'm asking for myself because uh, I've consumed a lot of oat in the last couple weeks. I want to know where you are. You so you hope this trajectory of oat milk takes you somewhere no not at all <laughs> i'm enjoying it they sent me four here's cartons here's what i do every drug or supplement i ingest i don't look at the research i look at anecdotal evidence on reddit <laughs> so that's what we're gonna do about oat okay milk yeah i want to know what reddit milk. has to say about oat milk how much oat milk is too much oat milk <laughs> reddit and while, and while you ask should i pour i have extra creamy <laughs> And chocolate, dark chocolate. Ooh, I want, I want to drink oh, dark chocolate. This is beautiful. Brian, the first, which one do you want? The first hit. I want, I want the regular okay. because I need to. Like, I'm, I'm a real purist. So like, ex- I need, you know. So I don't have the regular, regular or original, but uh-huh. this is just a creamier version of that. Tastes the same. So what, what do you mean? It's a creamier version. It's, it's, it's extra creamy. It's extra creamy. It's extra creamy. You know, okay. it's so, sort of like a half and half. What does that do? What did the, how did they make it extra creamy? Did I, they did they like milk the oats? <laughs> they whip air and I don't know. Did they fold? I, yeah, I don't actually know. How do you how do you <laughs> milk it? Basically, milk they cow? they build an oat cow and then they just milk the udders and everyone watches. I, I just picture <laughs> this them is soaking oatmeal and then getting in there with like maybe like. Grape stomping, but with oats. Oh yes, <laughs> I love feet. that. I, I'm half Italian, so I can get into. That. Can get into We're gonna that. get barefoot get into, into a vat of oats <laughs> and just stomp oh, them. Oh, first line. Okay, the title of this Reddit post, and this is the first hit on Google. Oat milk is getting trendy, but is it really all that healthy? Scandal. 
So, All right. first line from what I understand, unsweetened oat milk. Well, it's 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 actually it's actually spelled unsweeted. Important. <laughs> unsweated. Unsweated. Un- unsweated. No, it's, it's with two e's. Oh, okay. <laughs> unsweeted oat milk is made by soaking oatmeal in water. That sounds like making oatmeal, <laughs> to be quite honest. <laughs> and then just pouring out the runoff. <laughs> so if I add oat milk to my oatmeal, I feel like it's just extra oaty. Yeah. That's a that's a good adjective, actually. Oaty. Extra oaty. Yeah, like on my, on all my new hip hop hits i'm just gonna be like yo we extra odi <laughs> we uh, we right. odi you want the original. the yeah i want i want the yeah the extra creamy <laughs> that's good that's good let's go with that katie you want the dark chocolate yes I want i'm not gonna sip until you're until like we're all you know okay. like let's I treat really, this i like how they said the mighty oak i mean the mighty oak what am i <laughs> saying oak the mighty oat the mighty oat <laughs> And you got to give me a chocolate chip cookie with this. Yeah, okay. But I, I, you got to take a sip first before, like, without, like, okay. sans cookie, you know? I'm going to go uh, oatmeal cookie with my creamy oat. Oat on oat. Oh, we got we got Rosetta in the other room whining because she clearly wants some oat milk. It's, it's you know, it's the new... We are 10 minutes into this podcast and all <laughs> we have talked about is oat milk. <laughs> Honestly, I'm probably going to pump out a novel real quick this weekend <laughs> after I have all this oat milk. Oh, I dipped. Ooh, dipped. this is this is all right. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. I already took my sip. And I want I want everyone to describe their experience after they're done. That is that is fine. That is delicious. It's sumptuous. I would say it tastes like a creamier version of rice milk. Yeah, like I a think- heartier version of rice milk. I think almond milk, but that's just because almond it's milk. The, that's the one I no, had right. most recently. I probably haven't had rice milk since like '94, so. <laughs> to be honest, the halcyon kinda, days as a rice milk. Yeah, I kind of just pulled that out of my ass. Mmm, that's pretty good. Can it's you like hear dessert. us? Can you hear our mastication, French shit? <laughs> can you hear me mechanically digesting? What's sad is once I'm out of all four of these cartons that they sent me. I don't know where my life goes from there. Mm-mm. I think to the stars. I think you need to get the other brands of oat milk competing for your love and your plug here. Does Oatly need more? <laughs> I feel like they're out of my league. Planet o- Oat Oatly? is young and scrappy. Oh, okay, I see. Oatly sort of reigns supreme. I they're think. the they're the OGs of oat milk. Maybe they're the ones I see around a lot. That's pretty tasty. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, no. Second paragraph of this post. I mean, I want to say this is conjecture. I'm not, you know, I'm just the messenger. Mm -hmm. It seems like a lesser milk, in quotes, compared to other vegan options. What do you have to say, Christopher Gonzalez, in response to that claim as Planet Oats (laughs) slash Planet Oaks? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> official representative well other <laughs> vegan options haven't gotten in touch with me so oh. they can't be shit I think. wow very business savvy answer right there <laughs> i'm trying what? to get another oh. shipment here <laughs> <laughs> wait just just because we're eating these cookies you're not vegan right no okay <laughs> no i've just had like it. four meat products today okay. alone <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. I hope he's not vegan. We just fed him. Well, now Rosetta likes you. Wait, what's in these? 
I mean, just not, they're not vegan cookies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's eggs in them. The last yeah. line. <laughs> Anyone know a lot about oat milk question? What's the point? <laughs> <laughs> I've tried the Pacific and the Oatly versions. The Oatly. I like that. The Oatly mm-hmm. versions. And they both tasted like leftover cereal milk. <laughs> you, know, you know what? Who is this? User Highlighter Blue. Fuck you, man. I'm highly enjoying this. <laughs> All right. I have some literary questions sure. for you. <laughs> Natural segue. But I think that every once in a while, I would respect an oat, mi- oat milk. That is really... I, I either want to say oak milk or oatmeal. Or planet oat oak. milk or planet <laughs> oak. oak. <laughs> I'm really struggling with this one here today. Oh, oak milk. Planet oak. <laughs> oatmeal. <laughs> I think you should show throw a, a random oat milk fact at us every once in a while. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, God. that's beautiful. I don't think yeah. I have that many. Yeah, but sure, we can try. We'll savor them. We'll savor them through for throughout this podcast. Oh yeah, Chris, we met you. How long ago was that? That was like a couple months ago when you came in, or was it last last month? I it was guess last month. Wow. I met you through Mike Tager over at Mason, mm-hmm. Mason Jar Press. Shout out to our friends at Mason Jar Press again. How do you know them, by the way? You're not, your book's not out with them, right? I don't have a book. Okay. But I, thank you for reminding me. <laughs> okay, I don't have one either, so, you know. <laughs> to bring you in and remind you. <laughs> Just scold me, shame me. Well, usually he sends me his authors who have yeah. books coming out. And so at first when he first emailed me i was like oh yeah of course any of yours so i just wonder how you knew them to begin with i think i've known him probably as long as i've been a part of barrel house on twitter at least but okay. i didn't meet him in person until fairly recently i think in Same. in pittsburgh and barrel house writer conference that we do in pittsburgh back yeah. in october oh you guys do your own conference we twice do a twice year. a year oh yeah the next one's actually coming up in on, april in yeah. april 27th i think that's a saturday <laughs> one yeah. day conference interesting we were actually talking i was talking with mike about the one in the fall because i think you guys are open to pitches from different places right yeah that's yeah for, for things i think we might pitch something Mm. Yeah, for pitches for what exactly? For people setting up booths or something, uh, or what do you mean? Craft workshops or oh, I uh, panels, I believe. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's really cool. Yeah, can you just frame the conference just a little bit? Yeah. So anyone who's familiar with AWP, it's we which, will be. You and, will and be. About, are you going? Yes. It's our first are, year. are you going? Oh, awesome. oh yeah, yeah, I'll are. be there. Yeah, yeah I'll be that's there. That's right. You couldn't read at our place. That, yeah, no. because you're you're so popular. You know. Uh, no, not at the all. The oatmeal uh, people <laughs> need you to. Uh, I'm doing You're a, doing a press conference. two-hour oat milk-related <laughs> reading. God, can you imagine anything worse? I've actually just gotten word that they're pulling you in on the cap table, and uh, they're thinking about making you, like, serious, like, CEO or, like, CFO or something. Of Planet like, yeah. Oak. Of Planet, <laughs> of Planet Oak, which is their uh, shell company where they launder all of their... All of their <laughs> oat milk money. <laughs> you know, I thought it was going to be, when I got that initial email, I really thought it was going to be like fire festival level of like, <laughs> I don't believe this for a second. And it yeah. did take a couple days before she got back to me with like tracking information for the package, which was 25 pounds. And also I thought this can't be real. So what, I, I know we want to talk about the barrel house stuff, but like, I, I, I'm not, I'm not satisfied yet with the oat milk stuff. <laughs> we're back. We, we were there for two seconds. No, we're because back. honestly... What is this package and what exactly are you doing for them? And Nothing. Not a damn thing. They didn't even say, could you, tw- in exchange for tweets? They just sent you oat milk. They just sent me oat milk. But I did take a photo and hashtagged it sponsored content. And uh, was that required? No. 
Which honestly, they maybe that. should have asked me to do anything. So this, so was this their public public? I think or? it's. I I think it was just like a account coordinator or something. Oh, they need um, they need a publicist or something. But I mean, clearly, like, they know what they're doing because right now we're sitting on a podcast talking about. Them. Or or exactly. we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> That's true. We could be getting money from Planet yeah, Oak. Yeah. <laughs> I want to cut <laughs> so I can buy more oat milk because <laughs> now I have to buy it. Listen, you pay me a million dollars. I'm putting 995000 into it, into, into oat milk straight up, into, into preferred stock. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's taking off. That, would, that won't be bad. So the barrel house conference. Yeah, the barrel house okay. conference. Yeah, that was actually less, yeah, that was less interesting than I thought it would be. I re- not, not the oat milk thing is interesting. I was hoping that they were really putting you up on the pedestal. No, no, you know? no, no. I thought... But they're incompetent, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> well, there goes your sponsors. Damn it. No, you know, I'm ready. I'm ready to work with them. That's that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm ready to work with them. <laughs> yeah, I think it was just free publicity. I, th- I They didn't even retweet my tweet. They liked it. I don't know how many followers I have now. They had, like, five at the time. <laughs> And it had the account was started in October, but they really hadn't been tweeting since. Okay, I guess are we gonna die from the soap milk? Like, who are these people? It's a good way to go. I think. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty tasty. Yeah, um, my my taste buds are absolutely jumping. <laughs> is it at planet underscore oat? Yep, that's yep. definitely what it is. They have <laughs> nine followers and Whoa. four tweets. Let's tweet at them. Can okay, we we're, yeah, we're about to tweet at <laughs> Let's them. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. So the Barrel House Conference. The Barrel House Conference. Yeah, but it's it's like an o- less overwhelming version of AWP. It's also way more affordable, and it's very much about writers across any level but i feel like a lot of people who get the most out of it are people just starting out and just really need sort of an extra push it's an opportunity to attend panels and workshops there's also a speed dating type situation in which you're paired with an editor for like five minutes and they read maybe a page or two of your work and give you immediate feedback on that and and it's also just a great networking opportunity how long Uh, have they been doing that Oh, God, I'm going to get this wrong, but maybe 12 years. Oh, wow. If not more, something like that, way before I joined is this Barrel a, House. Is this a paid subscription for Barrel House? Or because, like, how, how, do they, how do they put this together? It's through a lot of, I guess, partnerships. They, the Pittsburgh one takes place at Chatham University. I think, I hope I didn't butcher that, in mm-hmm. Pittsburgh. And one of our Barrel House editors, Sheila, I think it heads the MFA program there. So we have it there in the fall christopher just had a oat milk burp (laughs) which was soothing and refreshing so please everyone remember that you can feed your babies oat milk and then burp them and then burp them Okay. 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 Was it the oat milk or the <laughs> wine that I had before it? <laughs> it's the oat milk. <laughs> yeah, the rose dark chocolate oat milk combo here is is um, and the cookie and the cookie hitting all in, the right. It's just really working for yeah, I'm, me. I'm here. about to I'm about to chase my oat milk and cookies with some rose, and then chase that with give some me another, more oat milk. Give me another cookie. Okay. Which oatmeal or oatmeal oat, raisin? Oatmeal or? raisin. Oatmeal raisin. Oak okay. meal. Oak, oak. oak meat. <laughs> give me that oak meat. <laughs> Are you, do you present anything at the Barrel House Conference? Are you um, doing anything for it? Yeah, so the one in the spring, which is in D.C., Arlington area, it's Ooh. at Mason, uh, sorry, yeah, Mason University, right? That's a place, Why oh, I should uh, know all of this. George Mason. George Mason. Yeah, yeah. I, I know them because they miraculously went to the final four 
about 15 years ago, something like 15 that. 15 years yeah, ago? Yeah, yeah. You've held on to that. I have, I have. It was, it was, a, it was great. But, but yeah, it's at, uh, <laughs> it's at George Mason on April 27th, and I will be doing two panels. One is a general, like, editor's panel, so literary mag editors, I think four of us are doing it. Um, we just talk about general sort of advice, tips for writers submitting to journals, what to do, what not to do, and answering any questions. And then another one I'm doing, which I pitched along with Split Lips editor-in-chief, Caitlin Andrews Rice. She and I decided to do a panel on called What We Talk About When We Talk About, or What We Mean When We Talk About Literary Patience, and sort of just Hmm. talking about like taking your time with your work, revising. I'm all on board with this. Um, And we're on that panel with... I don't know anyone's names. So this is terrible. Tyler Barton. This is the title of this episode will be Oat Milk. <laughs> well, Chris can't remember anything past six p.m. Is yeah. Oat Milk vegan? Tyler Barton, who uh, co-founded Fear No Lit, and Ivelisse Rodriguez, who is the author of Love War Stories, a short story collection, and she's also one of our featured authors at the conference. Nice. Oh, cool. Yeah. Very cool. So it's going to be a event-filled day. It's going to be a lot of fun. I've only ever been to the one in Pittsburgh, so this will be my first time doing the DC conference, but I'm stoked. We should try to get down there. Oh, definitely. My, my parents yeah. live in DC. Swing through. Do yeah, it. We should. Oh, no, I was going to ask. So uh, I want to go back to that literary patience thing. Yes, that's yeah. what I, I was going to yeah, ask about really. that too. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Do you have a question? I was going to make one up. Uh, oh, okay. Well, no, my, my question was basically going to be what what are your thoughts on literary patients what you know was this a preconceived thing did you guys say we are interested specifically in this topic or was it handed to you by barrel house no it was just caitlin and i so i'm also a contributing editor at split lip which just means i get to consult and like weigh in on like some flash fiction submissions but caitlin and i were just discussing sort of how twitter which we can talk about more of but twitter is oh we will (laughs) sort of makes you think like publishing happens fast and Mm -hmm. quick and Mm -hmm. people are publishing all the time which is amazing but some people are slower and i think i've reached a point in my writing where i understand that like i'm a little slow at drafting i'm slow at revising same and i've accepted it and i think i'm prouder of my work because of it that i've accepted it so i think this just came from this idea that there's no reason to rush there's no reason to you know uh, publish work early it happens when it happens and to and not feel pressure about that you're speaking my gospel right now Mm -hmm. yeah i think it's it's important because twitter makes you think and can make you think that like you're falling behind but really you're not. And, you know, there are people who can write quickly and publish fast, and that's great for them. You know, there's not, there's no one way to do it. Yeah. The only way to do it is to do it well. Yeah. That's, that's and whatever that means it. for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know what you mean, especially especially with self-publishing these days, because anyone can, like, press X, you know, 90,000 times and then copy and paste it and then, like, you know, publish it, te- you know, feasibly. But, you know... Did you read my work in progress? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's in... It's, in, uh, what, it's yeah. called... Oak milk. Oak it's milk. it's the it's the evolution of binary. I don't even know what it is. It's like you have to you have to <laughs> split the the photons in the screen to see what's God. behind the X. <laughs> I would really like to see an experimental flash flash fiction piece on oat milk from you. Oh God. I feel like that's coming. I think it has to. Yeah, give me hook me up with something here. Yeah, let me, let me kill the, the let me kill the, the extra creamy real quick. The chocolate is delish. Mm, it's divine. I'm sure it is. Super and much to the chagrin of this redditor. I'm sure it has sugar added. And you know what? 
Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. (laughs) I'm not drinking this as a milk alternative, which I guess is why I'm like, Mm. who cares? Do you like regular milk? In cereal. I don't drink it. Yeah, but like, I'll eat it. He drinks a glass of milk like a fucking cereal killer. Well, well, I just, I literally (laughs) just the last couple of days have been buying milk. I got to say, it doesn't make my tummy feel very well. So I oat think milk. the same for me, really. <laughs> so oat, oat, oat milk, milk. Oat milk is the good alternative for the planet you. oat. <laughs> There's no lactase in it. Or no. Lactase? Lact- lactase is what we use to oh. break down lactose, I think. Don't quote me. I'm not a scientist. I'm a writer. <laughs> so you were saying about Twitter, though. Yeah, Twitter. That's Brian is new to Twitter, relatively. He's been on it for a couple of years, but never really used it. And I've taught him the secrets. Oh yeah, I had I had like I had like 90 followers for like 5 years and then she taught me how to use it at like 2 or 3 weeks ago. Now I almost have 2000. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> it took me like 5 years just to get what I have, which isn't <laughs> 2000. <laughs> I need these secrets from Katie. I'll tell you. Yeah, but we're not going to broadcast Yeah, them no. Because you, no, have to, no, no. you have oat milk has to pay us for that kind of information. Yeah. 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 Oh, if oat, oat milk, planet oat if you want my publicity skills, you gotta pay me. Yeah. Well, you and your nine followers. Yeah, <laughs> seriously, I think that's fair. What's the point of Twitter? I, From your point of view, for, I'm just wondering. yeah. I mean, I, I I really do think it varies per person. I think it can be your new source. You can, I mean, that's risky, but it's sort of can be a constant stream of news if mm-hmm. you need it. Mm-hmm. For me, though, it's really about community building and just meeting other writers Mm -hmm. you know and there are so many pockets of twitter that exist that i haven't even explored which is kind of crazy like stan twitter is completely ridiculous what is stan twitter stan twitter is like what you teenagers you're an obsessive fan of something you're an obsessive fan you have like your favorite i'm a favorite asap asap rocky i'm a stan of asap right so if you were part of stan twitter asap rocky would be your avatar and you would just tweet constant ASAP Rocky news. I see. Yeah. You would retweet things. You would put down free publicity. Other stands who don't. So is, necessarily it, is there agree. like a hashtag this follows, or is it like other? It's different Twitter users that they like make up their own. Like I would make up my own avatar as ASAP and. Yeah. Yeah. And you just sort of find other people like that. I mean, it's like literary Twitter sort of exists, yeah. but there's no. I mean, there's like hashtag M writing and other hashtags like that. Which it's I the hashtag use. writing community. That's the biggest one. Yeah. I, well. Uh, Hashtag am writing gets more tweets, I would say. Maybe. It, it does, but yeah. The writing community is kind of the, the base. But I want to talk about the etymology of uh, Stan. Do you know where it comes from? From the m and Yeah, from the m and song. Yeah. So Stan. That's where it comes from? Stan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like obsessed with Eminem, like, you know, the, the character. So if you're a Stan, like, you know. Yeah. So you're a crazy ASAP fan and I live yeah, with I'm not. I'm not a Stan, but like, yeah. you know, I'm not a Stan of like anything really. Are like, you, unless, Chris, are you a stan of oat milk now? Well, check my avatar. No, no, <laughs> yeah. no I'm not a stan. I don't have the energy. <laughs> yeah. That's because you haven't had enough oat milk. That's because, yeah. <laughs> I need Clearly. to replenish. <laughs> what do you think about Twitter? Because I spent like years shitting on Twitter. Yeah. And now I'm using it and I'm very well, dissonant. What were your problems with Twitter? It's a cesspool. Yeah. And no, like, it's, every, exactly. like, it's just like, you know, like, it's kind of like, you know, in democracy, everyone gets a vote. I don't think everyone should. Like, you know? Mm. <laughs> oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> Straight wow. up. Okay. Is this a literary yeah. podcast <laughs> yeah. or political? I was about to say, is this a men's rights, like, suddenly? <laughs> Absolutely like... not. That's not what I'm saying it's at like, all. Wow, I feel like I'm on, a, like, a gotcha. I'm saying, if, okay, 
I'm saying podcast. if you look okay, so for example, if you look at if you look at Brexit, that's a perfect example. You give everyone a vote on something they don't know what the fuck they're talking about, that's what you get. <laughs> you yeah. know? I'm serious. Anyway, that that is that's my point about Twitter. It's that you get all the voices. Right. And some people shouldn't be talking about certain things. Well, sure. Sure. You know what I mean? You know, I think that happens everywhere on and off Twitter. That's kind of the beauty of I'm 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 like I'm like half joking. But, you know, that's why half I, joking. Yeah, yeah, half joking. <laughs> no, I agree with you though that the the literary community is super strong on Twitter. I mean, mm-hmm. more so than any other platform, and that's yeah. that's why it's I mean, that's where we have the majority of our followers on Twitter because it's so huge. The writers of Instagram is kind of just like a... Oh, God, I haven't even tried. Oh, like people like post their crappy poems, you know, on a like a Canva made Mm. like little photo and that's pretty much what it is. It's like they spent more time on the photo than the actual poem. Than the actual poem, yeah, yeah. 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 No, I think Twitter is great because it is all about the words at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. right? And I think that's why... Maybe writers are drawn to it. Yeah, we've been meeting a ton of people. It's been really great for that. And it's been really great to just, I mean, that's kind of what we want to do with our press anyway, is build community and be able to talk with writers one-on-one and and have more meaningful conversations as a publisher. And so Mm Twitter has been a really great outlet for that. But it is definitely a time suck sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's like my work, when I'm at work, it's like my work email is one tab and Twitter is the other oh yeah and it's just sort of like you know there is that element to it that you feel like if you step away for too long you've missed out on something yeah i think that's real and that's not necessarily healthy but i've accepted this about myself (laughs) i will live and die on twitter (laughs) your tweets make my day most of the day yeah like i told you the other the other day i was on and i tweeted at chris because i like every time i popped up twitter has that new algorithm now where it's not just uploading like you know whatever is new it's it's doing like who you interact with i guess it's trying to pull some facebook shit yeah not about that yeah me neither i'm not a huge fan but yours kept popping up first (laughs) because i guess i had like commented on two things and then suddenly all your tweets are like popping up first and i was like chris i swear i'm not stalking you this is the algorithm popping it up every time first but you're like uh, yeah your work tweets are particularly hilarious to me because i will also be at work like trolling twitter Mm -hmm. and you'll pop up something about hot wings and a diet coke like you did the (laughs) other day (laughs) what's your twitter handle so people can go follow you at lives in pages oh that's right at lives in pages and your and your your photo is like the obama hope photo (laughs) (laughs) i love it i I needed a new author photo it was time it's beautiful i love it no it's it's actually it's actually more cheeky than that it's not it's not like Demagogish. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Who's what? What's above this? What's your cover photo right here? I'm not that familiar. is Raúl Esparza and uh, shit. I can't remember her name from the tw- 2006 Broadway revival of Company, <laughs> which is one of my favorite musicals. Wow. Yeah. I, I've also, and you might have, I tweet about Company a lot because it's sort of always on my mind. Does that conflict with the oat milk? stipulation in your contract that you must tweet zero times a day about oat milk (laughs) no (laughs) are you a theater person as well i enjoy it i don't perform i don't act but i love same musical theater i Um, do too (laughs) yeah it's my shit and like company is one of those musicals that i think i was just introduced to like two years ago a friend mentioned it and then i went back and listened and watched because that one was recorded the 2006 
Broadway production and like became obsessed and I'm still obsessed. So if I were a stan, I guess it would be for company mm-hmm. specifically. But I don't think there's much traction. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. Speaking of your work though. Yeah. You were starting to talk about that before the podcast. Where do you work? I work at Macmillan mm-hmm. Publishers in their digital production department. Does your work ever ask you where your book is? No. No, I they could not be less interested in oh, yeah. <laughs> any of us. And like there are many people who work in publishing who write a lot of people in editorial who do. Mm-hmm. In my department, three of us write. The company could not care less about, yeah. about that. Yeah. Where so yeah, in terms of that, like where are you with your work right now? I'm working on a collection and it's you know, as I mentioned before, it's slow going, mm-hmm. but it took it took a while for me of to, short stories of short stories yeah. yeah it took a while for me to figure out what because i didn't want to just like write story a bunch of stories and then decide they should be in a collection mm-hmm. which i know is one way to do it you sort of just write stories over time and then you're like i have 10 15 20 i really wanted it to be a cohesive project that felt thematically linked so it took a while to get to a point where i thought oh this is the angle to mm-hmm. the collection so now I'm working towards it and trying to stick to, you know, writing stories in that vein, even if they don't all end up in the collection. What do you, what, do you have like anything you typically write about? I write a lot about, I've been writing a lot about st- stories of exploring my queer identity, I mm-hmm. guess, in recent years. And I just recently came out to my family as bisexual. So I think part of it was I felt freer exploring that on the page than I did in my day-to-day. Even though, like, Mm -hmm. in New York, my life in New York and my life around friends, I'm pretty open now. Mm -hmm. But it was, like, a way to sort of put a lot of that on the page and work through it. How was that with your family? It was good. It it was one of those things that, like, I didn't know how it was going to play out and I didn't know how to talk about it, but my mm-hmm. mom like saw a tweet that I <laughs> did uh, oh, wow. and brought it up to me. And it kind of, I was glad she did because it sort of just opened the conversation and it was quick and she immediately was like, you know, you don't have to like hide this part of yourself. So that was nice. Wow. And that's also a thing on Twitter that, especially in the last year or two, I feel like I've been more open about it in general with people and like there's like no you know especially newer newer twitter friends or whatever they only know me as the person they meet on twitter Mm -hmm. so there was no like idea of who i was before or anything with family so i could just kind of be myself from the jump Were, were, were your family uh surprised or no, they had been thinking about it for years. <laughs> they were like, yeah, oh, I'm yeah. sure he's gay. Which, honestly, I'm glad that like they sort of arrived at that and, mm-hmm. and worked that out amongst themselves. Yeah, it was the first time anyone's directly asked me on my fa- in my family. Uh-huh. And yeah, I never... Like, I never... I haven't dated anyone and all that stuff. I mean, we can go down that route if you want to. You mean, you, you, <laughs> but like, I never brought anyone home and never introduced mm-hmm. them to anyone. So it was you like... You mean man or, man or woman? Man or woman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. not even like... Yeah, mm-hmm. no one. So how, they, how old are you? 26. 26. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's still that's still relatively late. You yeah. Know? I mean, you know, I don't know about the average age these days, but... <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> no, but the, I mean, like... As a person, as a human, I'm saying. You yeah, know, it's, yeah. It's a lot to hold on to, you know, by I mean, yourself. It was, and it was like I didn't realize I was by until, like, towards the end of college. Mm-hmm. And so it was, like, only, like, five years or so of mm-hmm. 
holding on to it, I guess. Yeah. I like I have never said to my family like I have a male partner now, but I'm pretty much I, like I used to say bisexual. Somebody told me once that I was pansexual and I was like, I don't really know if I like like any kind of label. Mm-hmm. Just tend to be a little bit more fluid in the yeah. partners I've dated. But I've never really had that conversation with my family. Yeah. Who knows if they'll read this mm-hmm. <laughs> or listen sorry, listen to this. Yeah. Yeah. It was it never came up because dating never came up. Yeah, same. You know, so but it is nice to know that like if I do have a partner who isn't mm-hmm. you know, a woman it won't have to be a thing to talk about yeah. down the line. Well, so is it is it strictly, uh, yeah, and you know, feel free to not answer this, it's fine. Is it strictly a societal factor that keeps you from knowing until later on? I think that's a large question. It is, I know, it's a it huge is. question. I'm, I'm just really curious. I think, I mean, I think for me, and I can only really speak to me, I guess, but I remember there, there, there are periods where early on where I thought, Am I straight or am I gay? Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. I, I think like it's it's such a binary, right, in society where you're not, especially when we were younger, and especially when we were younger. Yeah, I thought yeah. like once college, once I got to college, like the idea of bisexuality or pansexuality became much more of like a concrete uh-huh. idea. But like when you're younger, it's like any interest in boy in a boy means you're gay. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. there's no. In between, yeah. Even yeah. So, I, I distinctly remember the episode on Sex in the City where there, where oh god, where she, where, where Sarah Jessica Parker, <laughs> oh, whatever, her yeah, name, and she goes, terror. "There's no such thing as bi. Like if yeah. you like the other sex, you're gay. Like you know, it's yeah. completely it's ridiculous. a terrible episode. It's yeah. one that doesn't age well. Yeah, and it's but it's one of those things where back then it was like, oh yeah, well they celebrate gay people, cool, you know. Where yeah. it's like now it's like yeah, it's completely ridiculous. Like who cares what you are, you know? Yeah. I've always been very intrigued by like the learning process because you know I'm just I'm reading a book now and I won't I won't get into this again because I, I bring up you've all know Harari like a billion times an episode probably <laughs> we just have a contest between who, who do I bring up more him or Sergio <laughs> Sergio de la Pava's like you know mm-hmm. like he's been on here and he's like you know my hero anyway <laughs> great now I now I'm still a stalker yeah, yeah. yeah you made it. another anyway you're Sergio stand. so yeah no I mean in his latest he book is. You are a Sergio. I'm a stan. Yeah, that's my stan. Oh my God. Let's email him afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, yeah. So he's he's gay. He's not bi. He's just Mm -hmm. he's just gay. But this is one of the smartest people, like you know, I've ever read. This guy is. Mm -hmm. I mean, he makes you see everything from an angle you've never seen it before. You know, it's it's unbelievable. And he does it in extremely cogent terms. This is the third book by him I've read, and it's the first time he's. No, he's talked about being gay in his other books, but he explicitly explicitly states that it wasn't until he was in college that he realized. Mm-hmm. And it's just amazing. Like to me, that to me more than anything, that just shows how much of an influencing factor society has been. For because sure. why else would that be such a like? It wasn't. I didn't need to figure out that I liked women. That wasn't something that I needed to like. You know learn when right. I was 21, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that's, it's extremely oppressive. Yeah. And I, I, don't, I, I, I hope it's better for kids that, like today, but you know, I hope so. I mean, there's definitely more media representation yeah. than, than like, even when I, I guess when we were kids, right. Like, mm-hmm. And for the first time we're seeing commercials with like gay couples and stuff like that, you know, yeah. which didn't happen even five years ago. You barely you, like almost never saw that. You yeah. Know? Just acknowledging that it's like, it exists in the world. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's, and it's, you know, totally, 
normal, you know, and mm-hmm. it's totally represented across like yeah, sentient life forms, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, okay, so we didn't shit on Twitter enough, but that's fine. We can move on. <laughs> <laughs> well, we discovered you were a stan of Sergio, so I think yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. That's one thing, yeah. Chris. I'm wondering if you would share a little bit of your work with us now, yeah. if you were it's sure, a good time. if you're up for it. Yeah, because you read it and it was so lovely. Oh, thank you. Also, yeah, that was so much fun. I I think I told you maybe slightly tipsily at that like it's one of my favorite reading series in New oh, York. So thank you. That was That's a awesome. Treat. Yeah, we tend to drink quite a bit. Yeah. Oh, and 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 this will be actually my first experience hearing you because when you came to read, I oh yeah, you weren't there. I had fallen asleep on the couch from working so much in the month of January that well, Katie, no, that was the day that we also had a reading before. Yeah, that was well. your you read right. I read at day. a reading at like yeah. three p.m. that day, oh, and we had wine starting at like two o'clock. Yeah. So were you just constantly like buzzed? Yeah. Oh, I was. Yeah. And I came home and I took a 30 minute nap in between. And then I tried to wake him up on the couch and he wouldn't even move. So I just, yeah, I mean, all I remember is you being like, you're going to stay here. (laughs) Yes, please. (laughs) Yeah. So Brian didn't get to hear you. So this is exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I have a flash story called a mountain of invertebrates and it hasn't been published. Ooh. So you can pick it up. People listening. Yeah. Austin orders an entire seafood boil for himself. He ignores the crawfish and halved cobs of corn, focusing instead on the crab legs, which he cracks open with such force the buttery juices missed Jorge's face. Jorge's plate is nearly empty now. He had devoured his crispy fried cod sandwich in five minutes and spends the rest of their meal together picking at coleslaw, catching only two or three strands of wet cabbage at a time on his fork. Austin finishes a fourth crab leg and leans back in his chair. He drapes a napkin over his lap. That was delightful, he says, but I can't eat another bite. Austin smiles at Jorge, his teeth flecked with parsley. You should try some, he says, but seafood is not Jorge's thing. The ocean, he believes, is swarming with aliens. No need to search for them in outer space when they lurk in the darkest depths of the earth, and certainly no reason to eat them. To roll the aquatic flesh around in his mouth would be an act against God. Hard pass, he thinks. But there was still so much shrimp and sausage and crawfish and potatoes cooling out on the newspaper tabletop. He imagines biting into the untouched crawfish now. Some uneasy chewing to start, then a rough swallow. Then, he suspects, the dead little fucker would be revived by the bath of his stomach acid. Reborn, it would swim down, deeper into his gut, burrowing itself within him forever. Jorge, you must really try some, Austin says again. Just one bite, please. He grabs a lobster from the pile, twists its body, and pulls until the tail separates from its torso. They could get a to-go container. There's still time. It's what other couples might do. Wrap up the remains and tote the bounty back to Jorge's apartment, to be later consumed in a post-sex haze. But that never happens, does it? Jorge sees into next morning, and he knows Austin would leave the bag in his fridge as he had done with a slice of vodka pizza from their first date, and the stuffed cabbage from date two, and the Thai food from the third. The chocolate cake from date four never made it home. But for all those other leftovers, Jorge made sure to eat them. He was raised to be a garbage disposal. No waste, never. He picks over whatever Austin leaves in the mornings, shortly after Austin vanishes into the back seat of a lift. Off to class or work, Austin says. Alone in his kitchen, scraping his fork against the aluminum takeout container, Jorge watches the Lyft app every time, notes how the driver passes Austin's job and the school and even his apartment. 
Jorge watches Austin slip away upstream. Austin is squeezing the lobster's torso now, and the red shell compresses under his fingers, cracking. Juice rains down over the newspaper. From the carnage, Austin presents Jorge with a lump of yellowish-green meat pulp, balanced delicately on his fingertips. That's it? Jorge laughs. He has to. Everything feels too wild. So much effort and mess? Offers all that for so little? He's serious. He's confused. You'll see what all the fuss is about, Austin says. He swears it, raises the mask to, to Jorge's face. Jorge thinks about the bag of seafood, how it will surely sag, the paper thinning out over time, long after tonight, eventually breaking open all over his bottom shelf, rancid garlic butter everywhere, and a mountain of invertebrates left to rot. Jorge opens his mouth, welcomes Austin's fingers. He rolls the meat on his tongue, fights against the stinging in his eyes and rising bile in his throat, tries to push through. Austin has a wide smile and two celebratory bald fists. So good, right, he gasps. I knew you'd love it. But Jorge is still chewing the lobster, nodding his head over and over again. The hope is the movement will guide the sea bug down his throat, and he can will himself into saying this thing is good. The hope is it won't be a lie. Ooh. Reading always makes me <laughs> nervous. You get a cold glass of oat milk to wet your whistle. Refresh. What is Jorge and Austin's fate, do you think? They're not meant to last. Mm -hmm. Mm. That's what I got. Yeah. I thought there was a hint of perhaps treachery. Yeah. When I heard when I heard going past his job past his work, I was like, hmm, that's that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. What's I think when I was writing it, their relationship is not defined and Jorge wants it to be, but Mm -hmm. Austin doesn't. Yeah, yeah. I see. Yeah. Yeah. How do you I'm I'm always very impressed by people who can write flash fiction because I I have tried my hand at it mm-hmm. um, many times and I just always feel unfinished or unable to capture something in so many so so few words. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing what drove you to start writing flash fiction? Do you how do you feel about it? I guess what does it make you feel? Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I think when I first started writing flash, it was I had a lot of drafts for longer stories they were kind of dead stories they weren't working mm. longer like, talking like 2,000 3,000 words but there were still parts of them that I liked and wanted to keep and so I cut down and refined and sort of stripped away any bloat and a lot of times the the information that you thought wasn't in that part is in there you know anyway yeah. you know those parts that you stripped away it's still there yeah yeah, yeah it was just about sort of enhancing it and making it Mm -hmm. stronger those parts that really worked Mm -hmm. which i found i could do through shortening Mm -hmm. and compression and you know and then the story would be about a thousand words instead of Mm -hmm. two thousand and that's sort of how i started writing flash is your oh sorry is uh, your collection all flash no i don't think so i think it might be a mix of flash Mm -hmm. and longer (laughs) that's that's the hope Mm -hmm. (laughs) because i still struggle with writing longer short stories see that that would be quite a number of stories if they were mostly flash yeah and it can work i just i mean uh, this story that i read maybe it's been i've been kicking it around for like five to six months some of my flash can take a while some of it's not all of it but some of them can take as long as like a longer short story mm. even for me and so if i was doing like 40 flash stories for a collection or something i don't know how long that would take me to do mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah 
I mean, I write really slow, slowly too. Mm-hmm. I mean, your first draft of your novel, Brian, what, what, the very first draft, how long did that take you? Less than a year, but I threw the entire thing out. Yeah, so, but yeah. I, it took me two... I wouldn't advise to do what I do. <laughs> it took me two and a half years to finally finish a first draft uh-huh. of my novel. <clears throat> yeah, but, it's, but it was in, like infinitely better than my first draft, you know. So it's just kind of different process. Yeah. You know, it's like I, I had to write that first. I mean, I was like 23, 24 when I started it. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't. I still think if I wrote another draft, I don't think I'd have to toss it all, but mm-hmm. it would definitely, uh, there would be more drafts before I called it the first draft. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I think that's, I mean, nothing is ever for me really a first draft it's made up of like mini drafts yeah 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 even 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 katie looked over it you know once or twice before before she called it a first draft so it's Mm -hmm. i mean you know yeah do you have any plans to write long form or are you strictly a short form writer eventually i do have an idea like an idea for a novel that i've been kicking around for Mm. a couple years but that's usually a good sign that it's like worth pursuing for me that if i haven't stopped Mm -hmm. thinking about it for about two three four five years i think i want to do the short story collection first because it's really urgent in my mind or the energy is and yeah and then hopefully and my undergrad thesis was a novel so i've done it before i don't know if i I haven't done it again but i've written like a long form would you ever revisit that or is that just uh I tried. Yeah, yeah. It's it, yeah. I mean, I I wrote, yeah. I wrote like three novels yeah. before before this one, and I'm and not not worth going back to. No, because because I, <laughs> I look at it and I'm like, uh, I can think of things that I could improve and do better, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. like I don't want to put in the time. A lot of times, it's like an original sin problem. It's like mm-hmm. there's some there there is a there is a spark that you know galvanized you to write the novel, but it was kind of flawed. Mm-hmm. Like and the whole organization of the idea would need to be rearranged, and it's like by the time you're X years past that, you probably have, like you said, you have this novel idea kicking around. You have ideas that you're more burning to, yeah, to yeah. to write. So, I, I, but I know what you mean. I've, I mean, Katie has this novel, The Sideshow Children, that she started in grad school, and then she put down to write this, the which is working title, Sunny. Mm-hmm. But you know, she she's thinking about going back to that one too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and since since I finished. Like almost a last draft of this one, mm-hmm. that this one that's coming out in September. I I've had one for about two years now that I've I've been thinking of, and I've drafted it a little bit. But mm-hmm. yeah, but that idea when it sticks with you for a while, it's like yeah, you know, it can even shift a lot. Yeah, you know, yeah, but yeah, it's still that that the 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 like zeitgeist or like gestalt of that idea is like still there. You know. Yeah, and and I consider all of it part of the writing process. Like though I haven't sat down and put any of it on the page, I've been. It's like been marinating, mm-hmm. and, and when I do come to the page, I think it'll be a stronger idea than if I just ran to it immediately. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think one of the biggest things I've learned, even in this first novel that I'm going to publish, I did not plan enough, mm. and like you know, that's why I tossed the whole first draft and all that stuff. Like you know, yeah. and it's not like you have to outline, but you do have to have a like you have to say, oh, I know what I'm doing here and Mm -hmm. then that can shift and mutate and everything like that but you know you have to be somewhat certain of something Mm -hmm. combined with a certain uncertainty yeah i i I definitely made that mistake and i think that's why i rewrote it so many times (laughs) yeah it's tough so we're coming up on an hour here the close of it and i'm just wondering if you chris would hit us with some 
outgoing oat milk. Pie. Oat, oat, oat milk. milk. Yeah, oak milk. Oak milk. God, I don't know if I have that many. Um, what are these? What are we? Oat milk. Oat milk tweets. They sent him an oat milk fact sheet. But, but it's more <laughs> for Planet Oat specifically. But I can tell you, I don't understand their business model. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can hit you with any facts. There aren't that many facts on here. <laughs> I can tell you caloric breakdown. Made with like, oats. Made with oats. Nutritional yeah, what, facts. What is in oat milk? Is it just straight oh, oats? Yeah. Did we already cover that? What if I what if I pack the oat milks? Uh, oh, what if I pack the oat milk? Oak. God, See, you it. cannot you say it. It's so hard. Oat. Oat milk. Yeah. Oat, oat milk. Hard. What if I? The mighty oat. Well, I can tell you that the dark yeah. chocolate has eight grams of sugar added, mm. but the other ones don't, and there are three other flavors. I like the dark chocolate. What are the other flavors? Original, extra creamy, and vanilla. And mm. earlier today, I tweeted that I mixed the vanilla and the dark chocolate, and it was a delightful little treat. You know what? We're going to settle this. I cannot stop thinking about it. Can you make oatmeal with oat milk? I mean, yeah, you can make oatmeal with anything. Yeah, you can make it with cola if you wanted to. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Guys, let's be real. Let's be, let's <laughs> We're be, being serious. Be, oh, okay. Let's, let's be reasonable. What does the internet let's be have reasonable to say? Here, okay. <laughs> Come on. Let's show me Reddit. Uh, you guys are the kind of people that pour milk in before you put the cereal in the bowl. Okay, I don't appreciate that. <laughs> at least we're not the kind of people that like drink a glass of milk at midnight, Brian. Oh. Like a I only, <laughs> I only do it to pair with my drugs. <laughs> that is oh, true. That's, <laughs> that, in that case, uh, <laughs> Milk, you know, there's nothing. Honestly, I think we could be pioneers in this sector. I think the next step for you, Chris, is there's got to be a photo shoot. God, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, like, and no, we need to dress you in, like, a diaper with, like, two what? spoons and then sit in a bowl of oat milk. Why? <laughs> like, oatmeal. Why? <laughs> because that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready for that, that kind of... I'll do it. Uh, Honestly, I, mean, I was more... Some, listen, someone's got to step up. <laughs> I was more thinking Chris in like a tux with like a martini glass of like oat, chilled oat, oat, milk. oat milk. That's the thing. I'm not but getting then, like, that vibe. like pushing a cow out of the way. Interesting. Like, like a guy in a cow suit, like pushing it out of the way. Like, I don't need you. You know? That's, Interesting. That's Interesting. the kind of exclusivity yeah. that I'm thinking for oat milk. I've been thinking of, I've, I've been recently like rewatching Olivia Coleman's Oscar acceptance speech. And that moment where she looks down at the award and she's like, this is hilarious. That's sort of been my entire attitude about this whole process. Like every time I reach into the work, like all of the cartons I have are in my office fridge. And whenever I pull one out, I'm like, this is so funny. This is so funny. You're just savoring your oat milk. I've been trying, but it's going fast. They gotta send you more. Planet Planet Oat. We can should, you uh, imagine if I just email that same woman and like, uh, can I get another? Like, yeah. Like I gotta, I need a fix. You should really email her when we drop this episode and be like, I plugged you guys. Oh my god. On this podcast. I, I, I know. Give I, me, I, give me the hookup. Give me my goods. I, I really think we should. After we do the transcript, we should just. Send it to her and say, "Just does this work?" Yeah, I already <laughs> tweeted at them. No, I mean, like we should send. The, <laughs> no, we sh- no, we should send the transcript in an email and just say, "Does this work?" <laughs> Would you like to work with us? <laughs> yeah. This is the type of content. Just, like, just really vague. Just like, does this work? Oh, like subject line. Does yeah, this like, work? does this work? Please, Bio. please advise. <laughs> just send. 
<laughs> and then when they don't respond in a week, just circle back. <laughs> Still waiting on that shipment, guys. <laughs> 25 pounds. Overnighted from Massachusetts. We should no. You should tweet no. Yeah, we should. We should also tweet like you know some Breaking Bad shit where it's like oh yeah we we just hit up one of your tr- oat milk truck shipments and we're like holding it ransom for like mil- you know m- millions 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 of oak oak trees. Where, how many how many oats does it take to make a glass? Do we know that? Is that on the fact? Well, there Google is that. you know the, okay I I did Google the minimalist baker. Who should pay me now? Everyone uh, should pay How us. to make, and this is, yeah, how to make oat milk. Homemade creamy oat milk with two ingredients in five minutes. So we're going to. just blew up their spot, dude. We're this gonna whole get business. off the podcast and we're all going to fill up the bathtub. Oh my God. And we're going to stomp on some oats. There's a picture, guys, look. There's a picture of a blender with some water and oats. Oh, there's a blender involved? And then you have oat milk. <laughs> And then, so it's just blended oats? No, it's not blended oats. It looks a little more complicated. Ingredients, one cup rolled oats, four cups water, right. a pinch of salt, <laughs> a date. Whoa. Uh, one whole date. That's it. Just one date. For sweetness. <laughs> okay, Must anyway. Be. All right, we're going to close it up. Thanks, Chris, for being on yeah, the podcast. This has been great. I have very much enjoyed my oat milk experience. <laughs> And I will be in touch. My people will be in touch with your people. They will get to the oat milk people, Planet Oak. Oak milk people. Watch I out. The, I love the idea of you reaching out to them directly and be like, we were, we were uh, on a podcast with Chris. You know Chris. Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> he influenced us yeah. onto your, yeah, we, onto your We've been milk. influenced. <laughs> we would like some, please. <laughs> okay, that's it for today's episode. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and review on whichever platform you're listening You can get in touch with us on Twitter at Animal Riot Press or Facebook and Instagram under the same name or through our website, AnimalRiotPress.com. This has been the 11th episode of the Animal Riot Podcast with your host, Brian Birnbaum, and featuring Christopher Gonzalez. Transcripts for our deaf and hard of hearing animals are provided by Jonathan Kay, and we are produced by me, Katie Rainey. See you later, you filthy animals. Belly.